0: Welcome to the School Connect podcast. At School Connect, we know it takes a village to help every child reach their full potential. So each episode, we'll hear stories of normal people who became heroes, solving community problems in powerful and creative ways. We know these stories will inspire you to create the change you hope to see.
1: So Tracy, you've been involved in nonprofit work for a very long time that's right and as that you always are getting things from the local community that they want to help in your efforts correct
2: (laughs) yes that's great and
1: sometimes and sometimes (laughs) those things that you get are treasures and sometimes you get things and you're like I'm not quite sure how I'm going to use this But I really appreciate the gesture, right? (laughs) Have you had those
2: moments? I have had those moments, yes.
1: Okay, all right. My
2: office is presently filled with something overflowing that is exactly like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, a couple of years ago, there's a really cool story. You received a box of t shirts for a Uh big event that we were doing at School Connect from a partner who was so excited to be helping us, right? Yeah. Tell us what happened when you opened that box. Of the, of the t-shirts <laughs> and what you saw on the other side.
2: Okay, I will do that. Well, I have a very good friend, Dondi Rodriguez. He's the pastor of outreach, uh, local outreach at Pure Heart Church. And we were doing our big Love Our Schools Day event and he wanted to surprise me. So he had these t-shirts made for a thousand people who are going to serve from Pure Heart in schools.
1: So you had a thousand t-shirts, a thousand (laughs) t-shirts. Okay.
2: (laughs) And and he was so excited because he had on the sly gotten what he thought was our logo and put it on these thousand t-shirts. And he brought me this box of t-shirts and said, look, we have our t-shirts for love our school's day. Yes. (laughs) I'm looking at the t-shirt. I'm like, where did you get that logo?
3: <laughs> right, right, And he right. said,
2: it's your logo for Love Our Schools Day. And I said, no, it's not our logo <laughs> for Love Our Schools Day. Right. And so then we had to go, oh, this is somebody else's logo for Love Our Schools Day. They have done a really good marketing job. We right. should find out who it is.
1: Right. And and then I remember you coming to me. And you were all excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is someone else in the country who is doing exactly what we're doing and using the terms that we're using. This could be a challenge, right? And and they've stolen stolen our intellectual property. right? right, right. And I was like, what are we going to do? And so Tracy, in your your wise judgment, because you were always much kinder and nicer than I you were like, why don't we just call them and get to know them? And I'm like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> so I did a bunch of research, right? And I found out that the person that I would be calling was an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the story continues and we can go on forever, but we have a great show today. So Tracy, why don't you share with us who we're talking to today?
2: Okay. So- This story is a lead up to our very dear, dear friends and partners in the work of serving schools, Dr. Kip Schumacher and his daughter actually, Erica Ray, Dr. Erica Ray. And the story continued because we did get on the phone and we did start saying, amazing, what are you guys doing? And they started telling us what they were doing. And we said, well, let's talk about how we could work together And the result is what you're going to hear about today. You're going to hear about this amazing (laughs) opportunity today. So uh, Kip and Erica, we're so glad that you're with us here in our studio. So glad to get to talk to you. And man, we want to hear like on your side, after the phone call, what I heard from your, your partner, Ryan, was when can you fly out here? So Tim and I flew out and we spent an entire day with your whole team and uh, built a partnership that is continuing to today. And so, Kip, <laughs> tell us what you were thinking.
4: Well, uh, I, I tell you, I uh, have a tendency to uh, jump into things whole force when I go in. <laughs> and and the, the year before we had put on this program where we had thousands of volunteers, we had Backpacks we gave away, big events we put on because we were trying to show that the teachers and the students, uh, the school system, the community that we cared. We always felt like it was about getting the community involved with uh, what was going on in the schools to try and help them mm-hmm. improve their performance sco- scores and the kids have opportunities and uh, learn about the opportunities they had in the community, all those things. And, and it had been such a successful event that it was almost, I felt like a dog that caught a tire. Oh, my God, how are we going to do that again next year? Yeah,
2: how do you talk this year? And,
4: <laughs> and then <so>, talk that? <laughs> I started thinking, oh, my God, we're we're just like all these other people who come up and do these great things for the school and they never show up again. You know? mm, that's so, so painful. Yeah, and so that, that was my fear was, you know, how can we possibly repeat what we've done here and keep all these people in the community engaged? And so then, Tracy, you walk in and after about 15 minutes of you describing what you all did, I was so excited and relieved because. To be honest with you, you were the answer.
1: Oh, so what we had
4: great. done was this big central uh, show, so to speak, and did amazing things.
1: Mm-hmm. Trying
4: to repeat that over and over and over, you know, from a central perspective is almost impossible. And, and your model is so great because it's about the local touch, the grassroots of mm-hmm. touching kids to show them that you love them. It's about the, the teachers feeling respected and feeling good about their job so that they continue yeah to yep. uh To wake up every day to figure out how to educate these kids and feel good about it and, and not quit mm-hmm. uh, and it's about the principals who are struggling with the balance of the the so- the social and emotional needs of their kids and the drive for performance and the standardized testing and so you had all these people out there
1: mm-hmm. that
4: were struggling and trying to make all this work right, right. Your model affords us an opportunity to reach down. Into that school, to the student level, to the teacher level, to the principal level, and say, what can we do to help? And a structure that you've put together really allows us all to work collectively together and, and make a difference on a sustainable basis. And so, uh, that's the exciting part. Something you, you know, you mentioned a, a minute ago about, then the thing that I was surprised about when we first got into this is when you walk in from the community and you say to a principal or a teacher that, look, we're here to help you. Mm. Their first thought is, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to have to spend a lot of time here trying to placate this community member. And they're not going to get it. And they're going to try and tell me what to do instead of me telling them what to do. Yeah. In the end, if it's really successful, they're going to not show up the next year. Mm. Right. And they
1: might give you T-shirts with a different logo on it.
4: Right. (laughs)
1: I want to tell you something. I, I want commissioned commission from that, that logo
4: that y'all are using. Okay.
2: Well, I I hear you saying, Kip, that the biggest challenge for you was that you understood pretty clearly that there was great need in the schools of Lafayette, Louisiana, which is where you are. But that while you guys had kind of galvanized the community funding-wise for a big event, which was a Love Our Schools Day that what you knew you had to do using the school connect model was to empower the local communities, so the businesses, faith communities, yes. nonprofit, government, right around those schools, to say no, those schools, those local schools are our schools. We are going to come to the table with a principal and listen to what it is they need, and and that the funding for that and the volunteers from that would not be just kind of a big from the outside coming down into the school district, but right. it would be the actual community of the school district, of the, around those schools, who would then
4: start to participate. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> you said it! Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. <laughs> you
1: know. You, You know, you know what I found so rewarding whenever we stepped into that meeting was there wasn't just one or two individuals around a table. There was a community around that table, A, and B, you were also looking to do the same things that School Connect was doing in Arizona. And so I think it just continued to echo the significance of what School Connect was doing locally and the need nationally and it really validated that there was a platform for us to move forward with this mindset and collectively we were able to come together in ways that we never thought possible because you your organization had things that we were still trying to figure out and work Mm -hmm. on and vice versa and it was like this amazing jigsaw puzzle where the pieces were spread out in two different states Yes. And somehow, <laughs> across right? The <laughs> across
2: the country. Across
1: the country, and and somehow magically we became connected and because of that connection, the picture was better, brighter and stronger and the mm-hmm. partnership continues to do that. And you know, one thing that I think is super interesting, Tracy, I was just curious this morning whenever I was preparing for the podcast was how far is Lafayette, Louisiana from Phoenix, Arizona. And it's 1400 miles, which is interesting, right? What's yes. really interesting Is the road to Lafayette is down the I-10. So in Phoenix, I-10, if we can get we could get on I-10 and a straight shot will take us directly into Lafayette. No turns, nothing. You stay on the same highway. I don't know why I thought that was cool. But that was just really cool to me. It's a sign. Listen, we're we're <laughs> bowling uh, crawfish tomorrow,
4: and y'all are welcome to come.
1: <laughs> it's only a 20 hour drive, so we can get there. Let's go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Erica, you entered right after we had that meeting when Tim and I flew out to Lafayette. Then we held a School Connect Summit that January. It was January 2020 right before the pandemic hit, actually, at the end of the month, and and Erica, you became a part of the team at that point, and you've been kind of the flag holder of the cafe. I would love to hear from your perspective, what happened? How how did you get prepared for the cafe? How the cafe's been running, and what have been the results?
3: So I got prepared with all of the School Connect material, (laughs) the school box, as it were, (laughs) But it was it was funny because I had I was living in Seattle uh, prior to coming into this position and I drove in from Seattle. And literally the next day I got on a plane. I'm like, what's school connect? I don't know, but everybody's going. (laughs) 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 There there were like nine of us and we flew to Arizona and of course that's where I met everyone Tim and Tracy and you know that's where the model for the cafes really became real for us and the networking began and it was so impressive to be in the arena at Grand Canyon University with it was like over 800 so for us that was pretty humbling and all the different sectors you know including you know faith and government and all the all of the different sectors but for me the cafe has been a way to engage like you guys were talking about on a grassroots level to to come into the school, meet the principal and the staff, hear the challenges and get other groups um, to, to bring the community into the school per mm-hmm. school and because every need every school has different needs and wants. And right. so what's, I think the the biggest joy for me has been to engage other groups who had no idea what the struggle of the public school system was in Lafayette. And then once people see, they want to become engaged. They want to adopt this little school. They want mm-hmm. to things happen for the kids in Lafayette. And so that's been, that, that gives me a lot of joy. And then um, just kind of seeing how it's built. And I was talking to Kip a while ago that, you know, now we've, we've, we've gone into nine schools and great things are happening, but we've also been able on a, like a bottom up and top down level, been able to meet with government to try to bridge the gaps between the school district and mm-hmm. government. And that's, it's very preliminary. And there's some things that we had in common that we, we would love to talk about, but that's kind of been the, the biggest reward to me.
4: And I think that's, you know, our role, you know, as a, is Love Our Schools and School Connect is to be uh, someone who facilitates uh, relationships and uh-huh. facilitates opportunities for people to work together. And, and, and so, you know, from the get-go, that was one of the things that you always beat the drum about, Tracy, was about the relationship. And, and that means showing up in person, yes. meeting people and talking to them about this, the things that we all care about. We care about our kids. Of being afforded an opportunity to get a good education and live a successful life. And so you got to go out and spend time talking to these people to understand what your role is in the equation. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so
4: easy to jump in and try and tell people what it is they need to do. But that's 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 not what we're talking about here. We need to sit down and really understand what the principal needs and let them be the one that drives the strategic plan. And, you know, it's amazing over time as you get to know these people, then they start asking your opinion. Right. Yes. You, you've shown yes. that you're more educated and more informed and understand, and then people want to hear from you. They, they don't want you've to. Earned, you've earned in. trust.
1: You, you, you've you've invested earned the time to point. earn trust and you have a real relationship. And I think that's what's really interesting about the model is you start with calibration, right? First you calibrate, what are we all trying to do? And then you get curious of why are you doing that? Why is that important to you? Why is this important to me? And then you have collaboration. And that really, I think, is what we're talking about. And the one thing that I think I was also really motivated by Kip, whenever we were talking in the early days and continue to have conversations now is as you guys are looking at this model and looking at the opportunities here, your focus is not just local. Your focus is national. And your focus is you understand that there is a national opportunity for schools across the country to have the same benefits, or I should say communities across the country right. to have the same outcomes that we're seeing in Lafayette, that we're seeing in Arizona. And you really want to get on board and drive that. Why is that so important to you?
4: You know, I feel like there's so much division mm. in, in our country now. We can, at, at a local level, teach people what, it's, what it means to, to, to come together and work right. collectively for a common good. Right. Something that feels good Right. It, it 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 accomplishes great things. It's right. fun, right. you know.
2: It is fun.
4: <laughs> it's hard work, but it's satisfying. It's fun, and this model could be the the thing that saves our country. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! It's that simple. It's grassroots, start at the education level to show the kids that there's a way for us right. all to work collectively together. For us right. all to help support each other. That's what I've started learning more and more. I've gotten into philanthropy and trying to figure out what can I do to make a difference. It's really about unity. It's about bringing people together
0: and having right. a purpose. School Connect has activated partnerships in 700 of Arizona's 2,485 schools. Why not help us reach more? We believe building a village of support around every school is possible. Do you want to get your school or organization involved? Visit schoolconnect.com. AZ.org. One thing I think is
1: interesting with that is every community has a school. Yeah. Like even the rural, the, and the ruralest part, if that's the word, a ruralest part the of most America, rural the most rural area. most rural, yes. The most rural. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. Like, yeah. But they You're not have, making fun of him, are you, Tracy?
4: No. He's <laughs> <not, she's laughs>
1: educating okay. me. Um, but every, every community has a school, right? And that becomes the central hub of the community. And I think what I hear you saying, and this was a hard thing for School Connect in the early days, was to realize, not hard, it was a great opportunity for us to realize that whenever we were coming out and building this model, everyone had a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter your faith. It didn't matter where you worked. If you didn't work, everyone had a Mm -hmm. seat at the table. And we all were respected for the same position in the same seat. there wasn't a seat that was higher than the other seat and mm-hmm. we just collectively came around that table and and started having conversations mm-hmm. right tracy?
2: Yeah and I, I think one of the things that is so powerful about uh, what you guys are saying right now is that collaboration gets us out of silos. you know understanding and relationship help helps us have conversation. But we're we're not stopping there. We're becoming strategic in the collaboration. So when people work together for things like truancy or for things like uh, the digital divide or whatever it is, you find people coming out of the woodwork. Right. Suddenly, right. now right. there are people with hearts. There are resources, and that not only works for an individual school and its neighborhood. But then, as you said, Erica, now you actually have work that is starting to connect at the higher level and it comes right down into the grassroots level. And, And I just love that. I know that all of us faced the pandemic for the last two years and there were opportunities because you were already creating this movement at the ground level and you were building relationships across silos you were able to start doing some things as well during the pandemic when a lot of people were shut down. A lot of people were not knowing how to do partnerships. You were going forward with your partnerships. And I'd love to have you tell that story.
4: Well, you know, when, uh, when the pandemic occurred and, uh, you know, reached out to Irma and asked her, what can we do to help you?
2: The so superintendent. And,
4: yes. and, and yeah, and and she was, uh, she she really expressed great concern over the the infrastructure they had for teaching kids digitally. And uh, so, of course, I just called Tracy and asked her what to do. <laughs> <She's
3: calling me. laughs>
2: Collaboration across the miles.
4: <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they they really, you know, let us know that that's where they wanted us to focus. And so we started working with them on, uh, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, the, the uh, buses, you know, with uh, with hotspots and, And, you know, looking to some of the local carriers to help uh, reduce cost uh, to to some people in the community and in some cases even donate connectivity. And uh, then we started uh, realizing that there's huge opportunities with that new technologies uh, to provide uh, uh, network through uh, or uh, provide connectivity through networks that really are, are, are not nearly as expensive and are very efficient and, and right. effective at how they end up serving communities. And so that led us down a path of uh, coming up with a model that we thought could not only support educating your kids, but it could support uh, the community free access that would drive economic development in the area. Right. And so it's really exciting to see how far we've come and how many different constituents we've got to come on board, like the city. Yeah, the school system in conjunction with a lot of the businesses in the community now that are stepping up and, and donating dollars to to fund this uh, this first beta test that is uh, is going to be. I mean, if this works, this could this could be an answer to a lot of uh, needs.
2: So it's, <laughs> it's so cool for me, because what I see happen is you built trust with Irma, but the superintendent, mm-hmm. you asked the question. So she got to say this is what we need. Right. And then you began to collaborate with everybody in the community to come up with a solution that is going to be funded by everybody in a sense, like like you actually are are seeing changes happen. Uh, And so it's just, again, another beautiful picture for other cities around the country that what starts with a school or a school district then can then impact an entire city. Right. It becomes both of those things at the same time. Eric, I want to ask you, uh, just be specific for a minute about who are some of the partners that you have at the table for your cafes? And what are some of the results that you've seen? Because sometimes I think people think, oh, well, we just talk. We just talk. And then that's it.
3: It, But that's not it. (laughs) That's not the goal. So I'm going to back up just a sec, just to kind of, you know, put the cherry on top of the sundae with what you guys were talking about. You're talking about the district around the the uh, around Irma, the superintendent. We became our own cafe around her. And then we became a cafe really around the city.
2: Wow.
3: There you go. I mean, that's the ripple effect from starting with a school. Mm-hmm. And and so that's the reference for nationwide because I, I believe it's the ripple effect. And right. so we're we're just kind of tapping into the citywide part, but I can certainly we can see it in action. So I think the really cool, you know, a few of our cafes have 20 to 30 stakeholders sitting at the cafes. Mm-hmm. And one of our local high schools, you know, it's it, dynamic leadership, leadership. When you have a school principal who really sees the value of the community and the things they can ac- accomplish as a group, mm-hmm. then you're you you know your your head you know that's that's going to be a great cafe school right from the beginning. It's kind of in the formula. So the types of stakeholders that we have at the larger cafes, as far as members go are from all of the, the pie. It's always the pie. Right. <laughs> the so, sectors of the pie. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. You have Nonprofit and government and you have faith groups. We have parents, we have student members in the high school. We have a, we have a whole group of attendance ambassadors. Uh-huh. We have 12 <laughs> high schoolers who come on to regular uh, meetings, monthly meetings for the cafes and We have high absenteeism like most of the country. And so we tapped into these students and said, Why aren't your classmates coming to school right? They were able to help us to shed some light on why, what the challenges were for for students Mm -hmm. today and for the community as a whole and the district because more ripple effect. Right. You got the inside scoop. We did. We did from the kids, right. right? And so, you know, let me just give you an example of one of our high school cafes. So as we visited as a group, the principal realized that she needed better training, sensitivity training for her staff. That was one of the first things that came out of our first cafe meeting. Yes. How how what a disconnect in communication the the children had and her staff. And, And so. That was the first thing that that was a call, you know, first order of business Mm -hmm. um, from our first cafe meeting was the principal realized the gaps. You know, she had low retention, low teacher retention and started to dig into the system about why Mm. why there were uh, hiccups. And that's one of the first things. The other thing was metrics. Um, This principal was very good at tracking her metrics on attendance etc. And so every cafe, she'll have goals and say, we want to decrease truancy or increase attendance. And so she'll with the cafe will have what are the incentives for students? What are the teacher incentives to get yes. them to school? Yeah. <laughs> and so we we kind of we come up with the incentives. And then she she tells us the next time what what the numbers are. And from the first cafe down, you know, we've been able to increase attendance, decrease truancy.
2: And that's um, so motivating to everybody at the table. You're <laughs> like, oh, my gosh,
3: we're making a difference. You know, wow. Wow. Um, she counts how many parents or community members come to engagement. You know, they had a fall fest. They're planning a spring fling type thing. And she is counting like everything that she can to measure as far as engagement goes, she posts it. In fact, we helped her to get a presentation together so she could she could present her state teacher, like she has a state teacher continuing ed group mm-hmm. in New Orleans at like the Big Dome. And she is hopefully gonna be chosen to present, which again would spread the the message about cafes and how effective it is in, right.
1: in schools. Right. I mean, what I really like about that is as a business leader, and Kip and Erica, you probably connect with this as well. And Tracy, you're always putting together a strategic plan, and you have to be able to defend what what are the metrics that we're trying to move. Mm -hmm. And so I I have to believe that whenever you're functioning in the way that that principle is now functioning, she's speaking the language of business leaders, and they're able to get behind that. And it becomes... Not just a feeling that we want to do something, but there's there's legitimate re- return on investment of what they're doing and what happens is that return on investment and those metrics become a multiplying effect, and it constantly just continues to um, the momentum <clears throat> has to be incredible whenever you see those metrics moving in the right direction, and then you get more and more people on board, and all of a sudden that flywheel effect that we'd hear about in um, good to great just continues to happen and happen. And it's just going. And I love yeah. that perspective. You know, Kip, you look yeah. at things from um, both sides of the fence. And I have to believe that there is a listener on our podcast right now who is in a different city who wants to have the same results and outcomes that you're having. If you were to give them some words of advice, and, and we know that you're supportive, School Connect, and we appreciate that. But what would you? How would you motivate them to get that blank sheet of paper out and move forward? What would you say? First of all, I think it, it would be smart to call Tracy. Okay, <laughs> then
4: you can call us too if if you want. But secondarily, to calling Tracy. But you know, seriously, uh, this is not rocket science. It's pretty basic, but it surprises me sometimes at ha- how long it takes some people to kind of get it. And by they get it, I mean. Understand the importance of that local relationship. Understand the importance of being able to speak common a common language. Mm-hmm. Be able to have things organized in a way that you're looking at it from a strategic perspective, which affords m- monitoring, goal setting, celebrations for success, uh, all those kind of things. but Rules of engagement, so that people know what they're supposed to do in those environments. Because what you don't do is you don't go in there and start telling people. Who have been teaching somebody for 20 years what they need to do. Right. Uh, I think the first thing out of the gate is, is, is just understanding the importance of listening. Right. And, and serving. And through that, you develop relationship and trust and an opportunity to be uh, more involved in the decision making because you have something to contribute at that point. And, and, and I think just understanding the, the simplicity of that, it's, it's almost easy. You, you just go in and you ask, what can I do to serve you? Right. And develop the trust with the people that you're working with. And it's amazing where that will take you. Uh, Sometimes you just have to show up. you got to show up. And that, that's the first there. thing you got to do is you got to show up. And that's true of something like this It's true of leadership. Uh, so I would encourage them to understand that it's, 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 it's easy. It's serving. You just got to be patient and uh, consistently there. And amazing things happen. Mm-hmm.
2: The other thing that I think, Erica, you've done really well, and I know we talked about this from the beginning, was finding the right people uh, to help bring some leadership, right? And we call those people school champions. Right. But you were able to start connecting to, uh, you know, some of your groups are have retired teachers uh, or principals. So they kind of understand everything that is happening and have a heart for that. And instead of Erica running around and doing everything, which, of course, you started in the beginning, you were doing that. But then you handed it off to a
3: lot of amazing leaders. Could you just share briefly about that? You know, it's I think it's important. um, A lot of times in the foundation, we act as a catalyst. You know, Mm -hmm. we get we just just getting people in the room sometimes is, is our part. And so, you know, we were able to, you know, a lot of trust in the community. And so I know who the partners are. And so we just reached out to there's a women in wisdom. You know, they're from the community and they have a lot of retired teachers and uh, principals. They have retired principals and assistant principals. And so immediately they had a draw towards education. And so they also it's like when we did the cafe launch. Right. We got nine different principals in a room. And, uh, you know, I'd call like United Way and I'd say, are you available that day? And someone would say yes. And I'd be like, bring two co-workers or bring two friends or Uh who do you know with Boys and Girls Club? Can they bring two two co-workers? And that's the way we got over a hundred people in a room in over a week. I mean, like sharp Mm -hmm. notice. And, you know, we had talked about it for almost two years and a year and a half. And so when we we just said, let's do it. Let's just get everybody in a room. You pulled the trigger and got it <laughs> happening. And have a yeah. have structure, explain what the concept is, and then mm-hmm. give them some creative tools at a table with each other to kind of figure out what, what the wants and needs were and how to strategize with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, you asked about results. And so I was going to just share with you a few things through the cafes, aside from the metrics of improving day-to-day lives of the teachers and the students and the community, we've had great things happen from lunch to breakfast, to coffee for the staff, to spirit shirts for the whole entire school. We've had sponsors for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there's a cafe member, a member of the community who had actually helped to pack the backpacks in 2019 and just really loved what we were trying to do. And they have um, a local building company and they have basically granted Love Our Schools a house, uh, everything with the house to be um, raffled. And so the children and the members of the community are, of course, encouraged to sell tickets to, to be pulled for this house. And one of the things mm-hmm. that's so fantastic about the house is that all of the different subcontractors, you know, the land was donated, the building was donated. But the wow. subcontractors have all come together to donate their time and amazing. money. That, that is you, amazing.
4: It is, it is. <laughs> yeah. Hard to believe. Yeah. You know, the generosity. Yeah. Right.
2: And so all the money that is received through that raffle will go to support the schools and then somebody will have a brand new house. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. what, what a
1: what a total where blessing. do I sign up? Thing. Where do I? No. I sign up? <laughs> we'll, we'll send conference. you a packet of tickets. How about that? Okay,
3: all right. Please
1: <laughs> do. Please do because I want to make sure I get my ticket. We you would know, have love in,
3: for you to come and move to Lafayette.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love it. I fell in love with Lafayette when we came that that one weekend that we were there. I just fell in love with the, the location. You have a great, great community and you just feel it when you go. I mean, just mm-hmm. an amazing thing. I will tell you, I just want to say thank you to both of you for mm-hmm. the way that you embraced us whenever we got off that plane and came into your office or the way that you have continued to invest in us as an organization, the way that you have cheerlead cheerlead, what is the right word Tracy uh, and supported us through this process and that you've really helped us build and expand our platform. And my hope is that in five years, we're back on the podcast together and we've got maybe 25, 30 other States who are having the same successful conversation. Yep. And, There isn't another organization that I would love to be partnering with than you guys. And I just want to say thank you for that. And the one thing as we start to wrap up that I want to also really point out that I think was a pretty impressive thing on your website. So you have a quote on your website that I haven't heard before, and it's from Nelson Mandela. And it says that education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. I mean, that is significant. And the fact that you and us are partnering together to navigate that and to be able to utilize education in a way to have this impact, it's pretty humbling and remarkable to have a small seat at that table. Tracy, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I just want to say, you know, the, the four of us on this podcast, we really believe it's possible to start. This model anywhere in the country, anywhere. Right. Course, like yeah. we know that it is literally as simple as bringing a community, building a village around right. a school and building trust, building relationships. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, we need that here, please do reach out to us at schoolconnect uh, at info at schoolconnectaz.org because you know, the four of us would love to see you successful doing right. exactly what we're doing
4: yeah you, you, you know and tracy i i, I tell you i mean I, I I feel the same way, and what what I love about you guys is you know we're stealing your intellectual property and you come down and <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and give us more information <laughs> Here, use this too. you know the point there is is anybody who's interested in learning more about this uh, you are going to be amazed at how willing School Connect is, how willing Love Our Schools is and sharing the intellectual property and whatever we can do uh, to end up helping you uh, understand the value here uh, and make it a difference in your community. We, we'd we be thrilled uh, to be able to, to tell you that and will always be a resource for you going Absolutely. forward. And that's what I love about you, Tracy. We you know, we're struggling with something, trying to figure out, uh, you know, uh, some structural issues or whatever. And we just call you and, and, uh, you know, you just, uh, help us think through it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yeah. yeah. It, what a joy to know get to do. What to
4: do. Yeah. You just, you're, you're amazing at, uh, it just, uh,
1: helping us think through mm-hmm. uh, how we're going to solve the problem. So yeah. uh,
2: using the brilliance you already have,
1: <laughs> It it takes a village as we say. And mm-hmm. as we, as we wrap up today, Again, it's time for you to get off the sidelines and to jump in the game. And so we just want to say thank you again to all of our listeners, our partners, and for the opportunity that we have to bring School Connect across the country. Um, We would ask that you would continue to share this podcast with your community, your constituents. Please uh, comment on the podcast, like it. I know that sounds crazy, but that really helps us get the word out because at the end of the day, this podcast is not about Tracy or me or Kip or Erica. This podcast is about the kids in our community Mm -hmm. who deserve to have the opportunities that we all have been afforded and to be able to have success like we've seen. So thank you for what you're doing to support them. And we're so excited about what the future holds.
0: Until next time. Thank you for listening to the School Connect podcast and for being part of our village. Be sure to follow, review, and share this podcast on your chosen platform, because more collective voices equal more progress for our kids. If you're interested in finding out more about School Connect and seeing how you can make a difference, go to schoolconnectaz.org for more information.